Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back on the Fitness Fanatics. We're going to kind of keep this conversation going of expectations, but we also want to talk about your why. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in your 20s. Well, and it's good oh. to have your why. Yes. Like it's good to have a reason why that helps like, you know, connect you to your goals. Mm-hmm. But your why should change as you get older. Like it can and should change. Moving goalposts. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes in still talking about managing expectations where um maybe you're you're telling yourself this is your why because it's always been your why maybe it was a number on the scale you I'm doing this because I want to see this number on the scale well you know if you're not doing the work to meet that maybe you just need to find a better why a better anchor for for what you're doing and that should change as you get older so go ahead Jeff oh I was gonna say so for example right right. your goals in your like Harrison in his 20s Well, that's more aesthetic goals probably when you're in your mm, 20s, right? right? I mean, this would be the time. It'd be like a physical goal or? Yeah, yeah, like to look better as aesthetic. Yeah, get stronger. If you ever wanted to have a six pack, the 20s is the time to do it. Yeah. Like you're running out of time. Yeah. I got there there once for the wrong reason. Right. Remember, this is how I actually knew I'd get in shape because I was like, I got a six pack. Yeah. And that's not muscle. Right. That's like, that's a skeleton walking around. Yeah. So it was like, this is an unhealthy yes. six pack. Like it wasn't, it didn't look good. It's like, oh, you need to eat something. Right. And that's yeah. when I got really big into running, wasn't eating enough calories. And then, yeah, it just was not strong. Yeah. So it, like you said, moving goalposts. Now I'm at a point where it's like, I just want to tune up. Like, yeah. I don't, now I quit uh, running to such an extreme extent where now I just need to work out more and then run about where I'm at now. Yeah. And just run because you enjoy running. Like Mm -hmm. it's how you like to do cardio, but like, yeah. So when you're in your twenties, maybe you're a little more aesthetic goal oriented. I mean, just general in general. Typically feel better. Right. And you're young. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know what's coming. Yeah. My knees aren't killing me yet. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything. Like you're sleeping (laughs) great. Your metabolism is running the best it's ever going to run. So you can, you know, you can get away with more. Typically low low stress. (laughs) Less stress. (laughs) No kids. Right. Right. Those types of things. Yeah. But as you get older, those reasons should probably change. You know, like your reason why when you started Ferrell's, Jeff, was because you were denied life insurance. Now, you don't wake up every single morning and think, oh, my gosh, I better go do this. Otherwise, I might not be able to support my family if you're whatever. Like well, you don't wake up with that hanging over your yeah, head now. No. Like your reasons why. Because I have it. Have changed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, So now your reasons why. Why are what are what are your reasons why so now? So my reasons why now is now that, you know. You, you you do it for well, for your kids. Mm-hmm. You, mo- most people's reasons to be healthy should be for your children. Yeah, you should want to be around as long as you possibly can for your kids. Now, my reasons, you know, maybe five years or now might be for my grandkids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but still, you know, you that's that's my reason. And you know, we've talked about how my dad passed away at sixty nine from a stroke. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was like 73. My uncle was 70, all of a stroke, you know, maybe in my future, it may not be, but 
I want to try to do, and the older I get, you know, I want to try to do everything I can to, so that's not my fate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might be my fate, but I'm just not going to be like, well, that's what's going to happen to me. So I might as well really not care. And, mm-hmm. you know. well, I think that's cool because your kids see that too. That you guys yeah. at this age are still working out and it's important to like take care of your body. Because mm-hmm. uh, my dad, I've, we talked about before, so I'm going into it, but I talked about it. He worked on the farm a lot and that he always just preached. He's like, I don't want you guys to feel like I do. Yeah. And yeah. he was always really big on that. And I think that's kind of cool. And like, if you're a parent, uh, it is it is actually important, not just like mm-hmm. for yourself, but like set that example for those guys. Like, hey, when you get older, that's how much more important it is. Yeah. To, like stay on this healthy routine. Well, and we just had that moment with our daughter. <clears throat> I had a conversation with her. So uh, when we started Farrell's, Ben, wh- when I started Farrell's, Ben was six months old. So like it's us being active has been part of his life, his mm-hmm. whole life. And Katie too. I mean, she was three. Yeah, but, so she, right. <laughs> and so, you know, w- we try not to push like diet culture on our kids by any means like um, almost too young at that point right to be yeah really measuring yes. everything yeah but yeah so even as they've gotten older um ben or jeff won't know this reference but there's this reference called an almond mom have you heard of that harrison no, yeah, okay never heard of it yeah so it's just on social media they'll talk about it a lot about like oh my almond mom on vacation and it'll, it'll be like you know just that diet culture that we've all grew up with like i've talked about this before too like i know from growing up and hearing my mom talk bad about herself, like I know what she hated the most about her body from the way that she talked about her herself. You know what I mean? And so I've tried not to do that with Katie. I've tried not to be that almond mom where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to have one bite, you know, of something on a, vacation. Now, yeah, it's yeah. making a lot of sense. Yes. The name. Yeah, yeah. And that's diet culture. And that's how a lot of us were raised. You know, we were raised that way. Um, our generation, my generation. So I always tried really hard to fight that with Katie and Ben and Katie especially. But boys are it's important that they, you know, have a healthy relationship with food and movement, too. But um, so growing up, we would always preach to them like Ben and Katie took their lunch for to school for a good portion of their elementary school years. And so Mm -hmm. we would always um, talk about balance and making sure they're eating protein and carbs and vegetables. And like that would be a part of their you don't know this because you were working, but when I was a stay-at-home mom, this was like a thing. What? No, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was always like, what do you want for breakfast? And they'd want cereal. And I'm like, well, okay, well, you need to have some protein with that. And so- I was going to say, isn't cereal like, it, it's kind of funny. Isn't that like one of the worst things yeah. you can really have? So it'll be like part of a balanced diet. Dairy and, like, and sugar. <laughs> yeah. So and don't get me wrong. I love cereal. Same so thing I'm with not, orange juice. Orange yeah. juice is a ton of sugar it too. It is. Yeah. Breakfast is kind of broken. So it's good that it you guys understand what you're right. doing. And so it was funny because like they don't really talk about this anymore. But when I was, when we were growing up, they'd have commercials for cereal and it'd be like part of a balanced breakfast and it'd be cereal and then there's like 15 more items to make it a balanced (laughs) (laughs) balanced breakfast like so it was like not really but so they'd want cereal but we'd be like well you need to have protein too because if you just eat just this pop tart or whatever you're going to be really hungry in an hour and lunch is still going to be like three Mm -hmm. hours away so we would say they'd have a boiled egg or they'd have something so Anyway, it's a long way to say our daughter, who's 20 now, was at a uh, music festival with her friends. And um, and they're all in their 20s. Not really t- a time where you're really focusing too much on whatever. Like, you know, you're, most women look back on their 20s and they see pictures of themselves and they're like, oh, I thought I was fat then. I thought I was <laughs> overweight then. You know, and you're just tiny. And so yeah. her friends, they would go out for breakfast and like 
they would get her friends would get like a um like a half of a bagel and they'd eat that and Katie would be like um I'm going to need to eat a whole meal. Yeah, she's I'm like, eggs right. And bacon. I'm going to be getting a breakfast yeah. sandwich because I need protein. I yeah. need to have, you know, and she's 20 mm. now. And I was just like such a proud mom moment of her being like, and not that her friends were not trying to shame her at all, but sometimes she does feel a little self-conscious about how much more food she eats than her friends. But like, she recognizes that connection between like, we are eating this now and then I don't know what the rest of our day is going to look like. Yeah. So I can't start my day on half of a bagel and then just wing it for the rest of yeah. the day and have to like not know what I'm going to be eating for the rest of the day. So like that was a really fun, proud mom moment, like where it's stuck with our kids. Like she mm-hmm. knows that she needs to eat like real food to kind of fuel herself. But And we weren't raised that like I don't ever remember my parents working out or. No, <laughs> never. Mean, never talk nutrition or we were raised on like i was raised on a lot of like government assistance food so yeah we had a lot of like processed food and stuff in our Mm -hmm. house and my mom would make homemade food but it would be still with like processed like hamburger helper we'd have a lot of that or you know so she'd make dinner but it wouldn't be ever like a balanced meal necessarily and we did have that like we would we were the sit down at the table and you when you were a kid yeah, yeah there'd be you know a potato, like pork chops, potatoes, corn, you know, always a vegetable, mm-hmm. milk. And I mean, so I had that, but, but it, it was never like, with a conversation. Right. It's yeah. like, this is what it is. This is what we're eating. Cause like my what, table probably looked the same. Yeah. Just, just a big plate of fried chicken, potatoes, meat, gravy. Here's a big thing of corn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Serving size, whatever you could fit on your yeah, plate. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's always a vegetable, a p- potato of some sort and, yeah. and then a protein. So that's kind of how, but we I think raised. that's, that ties in because that was my why for a long time. So like I'm getting the return on my why my kids were my why for a Mm -hmm. long time and they still are because you want to be healthy and be able to do stuff with them. And you know, so that was my why for a long time. So I got a really good investment on return on that investment of my why. So is your why changing? Good example. My why has changed a lot. So like, you know, when I started Farrell's, my why was, because I was a stay at home mom and it's really hard. It's the hardest job I've ever done. Like you were gone a lot um, on, in, on sales calls. Mm-hmm. And so it was just me and these two human, tiny humans and that needed me all the time. And it was very mentally difficult. So when I started Ferrell's, I started it with some friends and that was my way of starting Ferrell's was basically, well, also because I would go up the stairs and be out of breath at like 27 and recognizing that's probably not, that's probably not a great direction to be going. And so for me that when I started Farrell's, my why was to uh, get out of the house and see my friends. Have adult interaction. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was my why really. And that saved me mentally. And then I kept going. And as I've gone through, yeah, that's changed a lot. About five or six years into our um, Farrell's journey, I had to have a surgery and I was in the hospital for a couple days. There was a little bit of a complication with the surgery. It was supposed to be a really routine surgery and there was a complication. I had to stay in the hospital and um, neither of my parents could come visit me because they were just in 
such bad physical shape. Like my mom has CPOD, COPD, COPD, COPD. She's on oxygen all the time. My dad uh, at the time had gout really bad from being an alcoholic. And like they physically could not get to the hospital and walk from their car into the hospital to get to me. Like that was too much of an effort for them. Their health was deteriorated already. Yeah. Yeah. So that was such a wake up call for me because I don't ever want to be in a position, no matter how old my children are. I mean, it's adult. I was an adult when that happened, but yeah, in your thirties. Right. But I remember my mom calling being like, I just really don't know if I can come visit you. She was calling, but it's like, I don't ever want to be in a position where if my children need me or are in a position where they're stuck somewhere that I can't physically get to them. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of been my why for a long time since then. Like that was kind of a big, big one for me. Like your kids are always your kids. doesn't matter if they're adults. Like I want to be able to be there for them. Maximize that window you have. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that was a big one for me, for my why changing. And then just you build little things into that. Like, half marathons and how you can challenge yourself doing you know doing other things within it but if you can anchor it to something big like that it's gonna make those sacrifices uh seem a little bit easier and it's gonna give you more of a long-term viewpoint on doing it for the right reasons and doing it for sustainability Mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to be the smallest version of myself at all times. I just want to be able to go run eight miles on a month on a Sunday morning. If, if I want to, I want to be able to like do stuff with our kids and that's my why. Well, sometimes we, we wait till like when we're young, it's like making deposits. So you don't have to deal with, deal with it later in life. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, if I just would have done this one in my thirties, you know, because we're, well, we'll wait, we'll wait. It was like Pete said, well, I waited three months. Three months, yeah. Well, some of us wait 20 years. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you know. You're trying I, to cram 20 you, years worth of effort into 10 into, weeks. Uh, right. right. <laughs> or into, we, we have our, not a, we have our five, we have our five week testing coming up here that this coming, this week we're going to be doing weigh-ins and, and, you know, we try to get our members to have realistic expectations. Like yeah. we don't sell them the world when they start, you know, I always just tell people, Hey, a good five week weigh in is when you lose more fat than weight on the scale. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're doing that, that means you're following the nutrition plan. You're building you're not, muscle. Yes. You're losing body fat. Yes. Even if it's one pound or people get on the scale and they'll have lost five pounds and they're just disappointed. And I'm like, if you lost five pounds every five weeks for an entire year, that's 60 pounds. Yeah. Yeah that you've lost in a year, but we don't look at it like that. We look at short term, mm-hmm. this isn't working. Not yeah. to mention the momentum they get. Like, yeah, it might just be five pounds, but like once you start going, I feel yes. like that's when the momentum really takes over and then it will be 60 pounds before the end of the year. Yes. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Just 100%. don't stop. So. Brad did comment again. I appreciate all of your interaction today, Brad. He said that Captain Crunch with Fairlife <laughs> Vanilla is a great combo, which is true. Which I really wish Sam's Club would bring back their Fairlife vanilla uh, protein shakes because I do enjoy um, 
frosted mini wheats with the fair life vanilla fair okay. life protein shake it's really really good and it, the reason the fiber, it's, a, it's a good combo is because right. it's so much protein yeah 30 in, grams in of protein yes. in that you could use like a premier protein shake too like you could use a protein shake and you put that instead of milk into your um, it's just not the same as the fair life no the fair life is the best <laughs> so that's that's why because it's it's just milk with not a lot of carbs and fat in there so yeah. it's more high higher protein mm-hmm but it's so good. I've it's never so good in- been down that road before when I have cereal. I know. I'm still stuck on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> cinnamon Toast Crunch I can't, is so I can't, good. I can't and now, those. So good. Here, here's the thing, though, with, with cereal. Like, I like Honey Nut Cheerios, okay? I will use that as as a carbohydrate for me. Mm-hmm. In your meal plan. In my, in, right. in my meal plan. So, you know, yeah, cereal is a lot of sugar. It's a lot of carbs. But when we're tracking our, our macros, we're not looking at sugar and, and potassium and sodium. We're looking at calories, carbs, fats, protein. So I, the, the, if you have, if you measure out your cereal, like I will do one cup of Honey Nut Cheerios, mm-hmm. dump it in my bowl, one cup of milk measured out, dump it in my bowl and eat it. That's actually not bad for you. What where what the cereal gets is we eat a whole box Ugh. in ten minutes. Yeah, so, I would right? not. I could totally do that with Honey Nut Cheerios and measure that out and eat it and be satisfied. But if you measure out one cup of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's very sad. It's, it's a sad amount. <laughs> yeah. See, the problem is, is you get put the uh, cereal in, in the milk. Yeah. Then you eat your cereal. There's some milk left. Let me put I some know. more cereal in there. A little bit well, more milk left. You just keep topping it that's, off. Yeah, that, I mean, so there's not Cereal a, is a slippery slope for me. It kind of has to be an all or nothing. I can either. I have to put it away, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just keep eating it. But there, there's, I mean. That's why I do frosted mini wheats because it's like, it's filling. It and I will, a- I will eat like one of my favorite meals to eat is a little bowl with chips, <gasps> chips, Doritos or Fritos. You a gym owner? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doritos or Fritos, a little steak that I cook up and queso. Oh, that's, uh, that sounds bad for you. That's people. Oh, that's <laughs> you bad. do eat it sometimes and it is very right. bad for you. But when, when right. I will, I will weigh out my Fritos to get a serving and a half. I log it all. Mm-hmm. Your, yep. The queso is not bad when you, you, you know, I have like two, two, three tablespoons of queso. 70 calories and for you two log tablespoons it all. of queso. I'm like, I, I literally can eat that every single day. Yeah. It's not as much as it's just you. now yeah. portion control. It's not that yes. much. When you're, when you're weight, when you're measuring out those Doritos, <laughs> you can't eat them as you're, it's 18 Doritos. Okay. Where <laughs> normally you just eat half the bag in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that's when it gets bad for you. Yes. But if you're if you're measuring your portions, yeah, there's not a lot of stuff lot that of is stuff. bad. It's just right. all portion control. It is so. portion control. That's what, why we say add, don't restrict. So yeah, yes. have the Doritos, have the normal portion of it, add the healthy food. Because that it. keeps my sanity. Yeah, yeah, it like does. If I'm just eating vegetables for a week, then when it comes to the weekend, I'll eat 20,000 calories because yeah. I am just feel like I'm depriving myself. All right, we got to go to break. All right, up against the break. We'll come back and wrap it up here on the Fitness Fanatics.